Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Take accountability for yourself and try to be the best partner to the other person. But the thing is, relationships are just messy. They're messy. Like they're, they're hard. messy. They're hard. It's two people trying to make this thing work. There's compromise. There's grace. There's difficult conversations. So you can't expect it to be perfect. And hopefully you're with someone that's full of grace and understanding and patience and godliness to where they'll walk through that with you and say, Hey, you know what? We we've got this, like, we're going to figure this out. What is up everybody? And welcome back to happy Happy. and Healthy. healthy. We are back. We are back. My name is Janine Amapola Award. I am joined here today Dude. with my husband, Caleb Ward. The best part of my day. It really is. It really is. I mean, we only do this. We do this once or twice a month. Uh-huh. I really miss the days we don't pod or the weeks we don't pod. We love a I, good pod. You know, I know it's important. You got to keep your, you know, you do your solo podcast and occasional guest. Um, but man, it is, uh, it's so fun every week. It I say it, so much I fun. say it every week. And then, you know, when we don't, when we don't pod for the week, I'm like, man, my, my week feels different. Your you cup know? is just empty. If we really do work out, I feel like a lot of things we're thinking through mm-hmm. during the podcast. Yep. And so I, after we podcast, I feel like our relationship, we like get closer. Uh, that's true. You know what else, babe? What's up? They don't know this, but it is our three month anniversary. anniversary today. We've been married for three months. We're basically, I've said it before. We're experts mm-hmm. on marriage guys. We know everything about marriage. Literally everything Literally, there is to like know. We're hosting our first marriage conference tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's $2,000 to come. Newlyweds um, only invited also. Yeah, man. No people that have been married 50 years. <laughs> we're kidding. Yeah. We're so kidding. We don't know anything about marriage. Um, we we, um, we are, know some things. We're very new at this. Yeah. But we uh, we like to think we know some things. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... That's true. I feel like early on when we used to podcast... Just like we would just, there was so much flirting in the air <laughs> and jokes in the air. You could feel like the and, sexual tension. Oh, easy there. But yeah, for sure. There was a lot of tension, but it's funny because I listened to our last podcast. There were no jokes and I was like, dang it. We were so serious. We were too serious. So today I want it to be serious, but I want there to be some good, good zingers, you know, zingers. I want people to be in their car and they're just like, they're just smiling, just knee slapping ear to ear, dude. <laughs> Just like, dude, dude. <laughs> so if, um, if you start this podcast and you don't have a energy drink or if you don't have a coffee or if you don't have your tea or your, uh, you know, if you're better than everyone else, you're ginger, um, wow. go grab it because this podcast is better with an ice cold beverage in your hand. Yep. Set the scene. Crack a cold one. And when we mean a cold one, we mean something like this, like yeah. a little Not a beer. energy drink, which you know what? We're going to get some flack for this. Why? we've dogged on energy drinks dude i never said they were great for you okay i actually more dogged on them than you but i still I'm i, I like them time. i just don't think they're good for you but i like them i feel like um in moderation you know paul says it not everything is uh everything Beneficial. is 
everything is uh, permissible, permissible but not beneficial, you know, this is permissible. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about today? So, hi guys. Uh, we post every Tuesday. This is a podcast to help you just better your life. We want you to thrive in all aspects of life. And we asked you guys what you wanted. And every single every time. time, the topic they want us to talk about is relationships and dating. Everything. So, yeah. I, I don't want these podcasts, the people who are are married or they're engaged to like run off. This is why talking about dating all the time, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. It's a kind of an easy, it's an easy, you know, you can do it's that. It's an easy W. Yeah. Yeah. You can get good, good views, you know, from it. Yeah. But um, I do want to talk about it, but I also want to do it in a way that, you know, can speak to people who are married. Yes. And in relationships. I think it's just relationship advice overall. It could be relationship to yourself, with your spouse, your boyfriend, your friends. But this one is going to be a little bit more the romantic relationship. Do you comment down below what you guys want? I think something Janine and I, when we talk about like, okay, hey, we're going to pod today. Uh, do we do informational, topic-based, niche-based podcast? Specific topical. Yeah, yeah, like how to be better today or like, you know, get out of the rut tomorrow or, you know, how to overcome sin. Or do you guys like the podcast where we, we just shoot, shoot the, the sheesh. sheesh, where we talk about our relationship, talk about the things we're doing, yeah, things that are going on in our life. Yeah. Like more a podcast on our, our relationship and the things we're doing and apply it to like kind of a self-help, like how you guys can become mm-hmm. better. So let us know like what you guys want because I feel like we like that. I don't want to get in here and just act like we I know it all. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't. I don't, especially. I definitely You do. Don't. You wrote a book. I did write a book. So you, you're an author, so you can speak to things more than I can. Whatever. No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> My book true. is coming on March 26th, though, so pre-order it. It blesses me a lot, and, and I really think you guys are going to like it. Buy it for your boyfriend. This is not just a woman's book. It's mm-hmm. blessed me. Um, it's not a girl's book. Uh, it's a it's a gender neutral book. It's a holistic book for anyone yeah. that wants to just better their life and get closer to God and find out a way to become happy and healthy God's way. And I promise you, there's a right and a wrong way. And I've tried the wrong way, and I wrote a book on the right way. Will the book uh, help you get rich? Uh, no. Oh, dang. I do think no. That's actually not true. There is a <laughs> chapter about career in there. Okay. So I do think that will help you out. What about? Will it help me? Uh, Land a shoddy if I was a single person. There's a chapter about dating. Okay. Well, help me overcome self-sabotage. Dun, dun, dun. That's the first thing we were talking about today is... Yes. I feel like everyone struggles with self-sabotage. Wait, hold on. Self-sabotage. Okay, this is funny because we... So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about relationships. We have three specific topics we want to talk about today. Self-sabotage. Double standards. Double standards and just dating in general. and Toxicity. Toxicity. And how to like defer that from like someone's trauma. Is it trauma or are you just toxic? Or is it a red flag or is it just, you know, is it a yellow flag? Yeah. But the the self-sabotage thing, uh, you could be in your 50s and married and still Mm self-sabotage. And you you could do that within your workplace. You could do that within your friendships. You could do that within... Most, you know, importantly, like dating, I think is where you see it manifest the most. That's where I saw it manifest the most. Right. Um, so I'll let you just kind of unpack what self-sabotage has. Um, how does it impact Janine's life? How did it impact our relationship? And how did you see that um, come about? Yes. So self-sabotage essentially is when you are ruining something possibly good because of your anxiety and your fear. And that's super important to decipher and differentiate fear versus anxiety, which usually your anxiety is fear. But one may be trying to prevent you from something out of protection, like your body is panicking because you're like, oh my gosh, something is wrong, something is wrong. And then one might be lying to you, being like, this is never going to work out, this is going to happen, this is going to you know, collapse anyway, so don't try. So I think there's a very clear difference. And the way that we saw this in our relationship is I fully self-sabotaged and we get dms about this a lot where people ask us ocd anxiety in relationships versus just like am i is there just something my body or god is telling me that is wrong and it's kind of hard because it's so case by case um but generally when you feel like 
anxiety in your body, I think that's normal, especially if something is unfamiliar. So like for us, this relationship was unfamiliar. Why are you grinning? I just, I'm, I'm thinking back to what all, we went all, through. Just all the times when in our, our beginning stages of dating, when Janine would take two hours to respond <sighs> and I'm just sitting there in my chair and I'm like, she hates me. Why did I say that? Just having severe anxiety of like, man, I'm such an idiot. I came on too strong. And then it was like, oh, she was taking a nap. And or she was at the gym. Or, yeah. And, yeah. I, and she's like asking me about my day. And then I'm like, oh, I just for two hours and I almost, you know, double, triple texted you. I almost ended the relationship. Like I genuinely almost ended the relationship once or twice because I was just like, you're not into this anymore. And hey. like projecting for you. So you, you know? were self-sabotaging. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, I didn't want to get hurt. If I could control it, mm -hmm. it's like, I'd rather end it myself than you hurt me. That's exactly what self-sabotage is. Like you're so scared of either losing the person or being the person that's more invested or that cares. So you just want to like throw it all away together because you're like, yeah. again, like I don't want to get hurt. And I just think it's like so important. How did you, how, how did you, if you have a specific story on how, when we first started dating, how you did that? I mean, I did a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, um, no, answer that, answer that again. Cause you didn't do it a lot, a lot, but like give it like, give it like a specific story of, of how you, cause I think the audience might see Janine Amapola, author, speaker, writer, you know, advice person as like, Oh, you didn't struggle with anything, but you did. I did. You did sabotage in the beginning mm -hmm. a, a lot. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the very beginning, I would say I sabotaged the most because, you know, it was so different for me. And I, again, I had just gotten out of a relationship, the age gap thing. And there was just multiple things where I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready for this relationship. It was weird because you had like checked off all the boxes and in my spirit, I was like, this is a good man. Like this is a safe man. But because it was so unfamiliar and he was moving and I was like, am I ready for a relationship? And I don't want to commit. And oh my gosh, this is moving too fast. I wanted to like run away so fast, but it was nothing that he did. Like if I were um, not fresh out of a relationship or maybe if you were older, there would have been zero problems. Because yeah. like everything you did was right. You were amazing. I had fun with you. Like everything was there. It was because I was scared of commitment, scared to get hurt again. I was like, I will never let anyone hurt yeah. me again. I don't want to fall in love again because I don't want to get hurt again. So like most sabotage is because of fear and trying to prevent and control something. Yeah. So your sabotage wasn't really necessarily overthinking. It was more, you didn't believe because you were so used to things not working out. If it doesn't hit these criteria, like these little check marks of what I thought, then it's not going to work out. Even mm -hmm. though on like paper, everything like looked good. Would you say that's... I wouldn't even say that's sabotage. I would say that's like a, um, you know, I don't know. I, that doesn't sound like sabotage though. Well, I still feel like I did sabotage quite a bit in the relationship. So I think your sabotage, a lot of it was um, where we would go on a date and Janine would like word vomit and she would tell me how much she liked me and how mm -hmm. she could see me being the one for her. And then like the next day I would get like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. um, it would be like you you overcommitted and, or like you, Hey, we need to, you did this a lot. Like we need to slow down. You would, you would yeah. hit the gas hard for a couple of weeks. And then, and this wasn't your fault. You had a lot of people in your ear, like saying, so Hey, slow down, slow down. Don't make sure. Cause we don't want him to hurt you. Cause they had seen Janine hurt so much. No one believed. And I don't think you believed that I was just another guy who wasn't going to hurt you. Yeah. And so I feel like that was, a huge thing where you'd hit the gas and maybe you guys can experience this. Like maybe you are the person who hits the gas and then you freak out or that's been done to you a lot where the person is hitting the gas and they hit the brake and you're like, wait, you're the one who said this to me. And then right. you're, you're pulling back that it, it's so hurtful to be the person in the shoes that the receiving end. Yeah. It sucks. Um, and I've been the, I push the gas a lot mm -hmm. before. And then I would be like, hey, I'm so sorry that I overcommitted. And in, in a moment, this is why it's so important to, to, to pace yourself out, even if you feel something. Right. Well, okay. I think that's what's so tough, though, is because you may be like, I really, really like this person, 
but you just don't feel ready yet or you feel scared or you're like, oh, am I ready for this commitment yet? And so that's where I was at was like my, my heart and my soul was like, yes, this is him. I want to be with him. I'm obsessed with him. I want to do this. But my body and my brain, I would always say this to you. I would say there's a disconnection between my brain and my heart where my heart was so in it. I was obsessed. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this man. And then my brain would be like, no, 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 no. You're going to get her. You're going to get her. Don't do this again. Like every fear. I mean, I could name 30 fears and I would list them all out. And that's what would prevent me because every time exactly what you say, I'd be like, yes, I want to see you tomorrow. I'd love to hang out with you. Like in the moment I was like, oh my gosh, I was so starry eyed and the birds were chirping. And then as soon as I would get home, oh my gosh, full on panic. I was like, what did I just do? Oh, and I have to hang out with him tomorrow. This is going too fast. The more we hang out, the more he's going to like me. This is, I'm going, and I was like freaking out. So I'd be gas yeah. pedal or brake, gas pet brake. And, and it's crazy. So how do we, over, the question is, is how do, how did you overcome that? Um, because if you are the person on the receiving end, by the grace of God, we're married today. There was, thank you, Jesus. um, we got through this. There are people who marry a person who is like this, um, who never end up recovering or that this side of them like doesn't heal or that they're never like fully in. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so annoying. So w- I want to state like we got through this, but the question is, is how, how, how did you, mm-hmm. how were you able to do that? So, yeah, I think a couple things was like, I was saying in the beginning, uh, trying to figure out, okay, why am I doing this? Like you really need to slow down and journal and have other people process with you. I would call mentors and call friends and just be like, okay, these are all my fears. These are all the things I'm thinking. And they'd be like, okay. And, and they would just break down every single fear one by one. And I'd be like, oh, it's not as bad as I think, or what if, you know, you're right. What if this does happen? So really just addressing them and being honest in myself. And then also, I would also have this lie in my head. Cause like the main thing that prevented me from moving forward is I didn't want to be the girl that had another failed relationship. So to me, I just was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try because I don't, if this doesn't work out, I, that, that way I can say, nope, I never dated him, even though basically we were dating. So addressing those fears and those lies and then being like, okay, and what if the world's not ending, you're going to be okay. Prayer. So, so important. Praying like God, if this is my person, show me, remove it or replace him or just give me peace. Like literally praying through it really, really helped me. And then also communicating, like communicating to you. This is why I'm acting like this. This is why I'm scared to be honest. This is how I feel. And like giving you that. So you knew kind of a little bit more what to expect. Yeah. And so you may be scared. Cause I think a lot of people, they don't want to be seen as like clingy or needy or whatever. So they yeah. don't want to express anything, but saying that to you, Caleb, I'm sorry. Like this is why I'm acting like that gave you more of an understanding of like, oh, okay, I see. Also in your defense, cause a lot of people might be listening like, wow, that sounds toxic. Janine was 28 when she first met me. I was 23 years old. 23. Moving to Florida. She just got out of a relationship. She's in social media. I've never been in social media. Our, you know, I'm from Oklahoma. She's from Texas. I don't really, you know, there was so many different dynamics involved. And so like there was you had some legitimate like yeah. things. I would say also in the Christian world of dating, things get so intense so fastly. It's like, oh, you've been dating for two months. Now everyone's putting marriage pressure and all these things. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, there I gave you, I think the reason why, so it's funny, I would call my mom a lot and my grandma during this. Like, I love them. This season, I bet grandma, mom, like we said these things and now she's confused again. And they used to tell me, Caleb, like as a woman, give her the benefit of the doubt and just have grace and you just keep showing up and being yourself. And ultimately if the relationship works, it's going to work. If it doesn't like it's not, so don't force it. Don't try to get her to, you know, say all of her feelings right now. And, and uh, so I feel like the reason why you were able to grow out of a lot of this is because I had a lot of patience. Yeah. Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months, and the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. 
We genuinely love you so much. Because of Thrive Market, we're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, Guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, if you're parents and you have, you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy. I was going to say that you know, having the partner that doesn't manipulate the situation. Cause like I, I had expressed all these things. He had seen these things you could have easily been like, I'm out deuces. And honestly, because of my self sabotaging, I was expecting you to do that. Cause like I had seen like, okay, well, you thought I would break up with you. Yeah. Like I thought past people had, so I was like, okay, like let's just, not that I was consciously doing this but it's like your body is so fearful it's not going to work out that you're like let me just try to push them away maybe they'll leave first and they can just be they can just leave and that way i can be like you know what yeah it just wasn't god's plan and it kind of gives yourself an out you stayed you were faithful you were patient you prayed with me you didn't rush me and i think finding a person in that is so important because you were the first person that had like really done that you know and i used to always tell you Babe, like if I have went through what you've been through, I would probably be doing the same thing. Um, and it's not like you were, you know, so wild enough to where if it was too toxic, I would have ended it. Um, but I also had my own forms of self-sabotage. I would, I have like a, a very distinct story that I've never told you this before. <gasps> what? Story time. Okay. Story time. So here's a classic definition of if you're a self-sabotager, like you're going to really relate to this. So I just had visited her family for Christmas and it went, it went good, but I didn't really, I guess, get the words of affirmation that I was like looking for. I didn't know that. And you were using a lot of verbiages of like, if we get married and if, if this works out and I'm like, if like I freaking invested, I've moved back, I've done all the, all these things. This is like, you know, way before we even posted and I was like, what? Like if, and I remember driving cause I left a day early. I had to get back for work. I was driving home. I had like a three hour drive and I'm sitting there self-sabotaging my brain. Like, I don't want to waste my time. If like, if we get married, like, no, like I need to know now I'm not trying to get my heart hurt. Um, no more wasting time. And so I wrote up a text to you and I was going to say, Whoa. I can't wait to marry you. <gasps> I was going to say, I can't wait to marry you. And the reason why I was going to say that, because I just wanted to know what you were going to say. Because I was like, I need her to know that, you know, it was weird because I was mad and I was going to say, I can't wait to marry you because I wanted to freak you out. Why? I wanted to freak you out because I was like, I'm not trying to waste my time. Like, if you think it like, I I wanted to know if we were going to get married or not. And I didn't want to go through this like, I got to stop saying like, I didn't want to have these days and weeks of just like waiting to know where you're at. Right. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I want to send this text, but I think it's too early, too soon. Cause we'd only been dating like four or five months. No, and, we'd uh, been dating. Oh yeah. Yeah. Four Started dating months. July and then December. Yeah. yeah. So like four or five months. And my mom goes, Caleb, do not send that text message. You're not even like, you're not sending that to be romantic, you're sending that to sabotage. Well, more to control the situation yeah. in some senses. It, yeah, in a way. She was like, you need to be patient. Thank and, you, Regina. And um, <laughs> it's so funny. So I hit delete. I kept driving. And I put on worship music. And I was feeling anxious about the relationship. And like, if she's going to leave me, if she's going to break up with me. And because um, I'm used to, in my past relationships, like having control of the situation and it sucked to be in a position where I felt like I liked her more. And uh, she texts me 
and goes, my family misses you so much already. Thank you so much. I love you. Uh, you crushed it. And you just like hit me with this like encouragement. Mm. And I called my mom back and I was like, thank you so much for not letting me send that text message. I would have looked so weird. Um, and so I think that's an example of how anxiety can make you like do weird things mm -hmm. that aren't even, and, and I'm being vulnerable. Like this, it's kind of an embarrassing story, <laughs> but, um, but it's real. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they're dating, you ever see a girl blow up a guy's phone? Where are you? Why aren't you answering me? Uh, do you, you don't love me anymore? And they're sabotaging and he's just asleep. And the guy wakes up and he's like, Oh my gosh, this, this girl's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you would just realize the anxieties there, call someone you trust, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. Talk me off the cliff. Yeah. Cause they're speaking from a rational standpoint. I think that is so freaking true. It's crazy. I've never told you that story. I am so flabbergasted. Yeah. I was going to text. And you. if you had done that, I would have panicked. So patience I think is so important, but again, like, in dating, you want someone that you're dating to ease those those fears, especially if they know you've been in an or in a unhealthy relationship in the past, or there's triggers from your past. Like you want someone that is understanding of that, and that's like, hey, like let me walk you through that and give you the peace of mind. But then some of it you've just got to do on your own. Like you can't expect this person to fulfill and do everything for you. Like I'm glad that you just went to God, and I'm in so many situations I went to God too. If if you are constantly telling your partner, I have all, like, I get triggers are a thing, but if you are bombarding your significant other, hey, don't say this, don't, don't, don't treat me like this, don't talk like this, because it, it triggers me, bro, like, we got it, we got to grow up a little bit in 2024 to know that other people's responsibility isn't to, like, walk, walk on, on eggshells egg around you. You got to ultimately, because when they step on that shell, you got to be able to put yourself in a position where you know how to respond to those triggers because eventually someone's going to step. And if you've only been willing to, if you've only been able to be healthy in your relationships because people walked on eggshells, it, one, it's not really a relationship. Two, now I'm not I'm saying there are some things that like mm -hmm. I don't say with your past and you don't say with my past. So you want to be graceful. But the worst relationship is when you are constantly worried to, oh, yeah, you that you're going to offend yourself. somebody. Yeah, I think that was a bar, babe. Thank you. That was that was honest. Yeah. But I, I think that's true, and that's we can talk about that later in the trauma segment segment. Yeah. But yeah. yes, I think that's true. Um, but overall, self sabotage, we get it, especially when you really like the person, you don't want to lose them. But okay, here's my my last little piece of advice for you on this: you have to remember and remind yourself that like. If God is in the relationship and if God wants the relationship for you, it's going to happen. And people always told me, like, you can't mess it up. You can't do something that's going to mess it up. Sure, like, don't intentionally be psycho or crazy and try to mess it up. But maybe you broke up with the person or you took a break or you did whatever and you thought that was going to be the last straw. That's what's going to break the relationship. No, if God is for the relationship, it's going to work. And so you've just got to sit back, relax do your pet, your best, get healthy, read the books, read the resources, listen to the podcast, like take accountability for yourself and try to be the best partner to the other person. But the thing is relationships are just messy. They're messy. Like they're, they're hard. messy. They're hard. It's two people trying to make this thing work. There's compromise, there's grace, there's difficult conversations. So you can't expect it to be perfect. And hopefully you're with someone that's you know, full of grace and understanding and patience and godliness to where they'll walk through that with you and say, hey, you know what? We, we've got this. Like, we're going to figure this out. Do you know how many times I talked to somebody and they let me in on what was going through their relationship? And I'd come back to Janine and go, hey, we're healthy, you know, because you'd be surprised when this is why vulnerability is important is when you are sharing something hard with another couple, like, hey, just to be honest with you guys, you know, I cursed today, you know, and I said these things I shouldn't have said, or I, you know, just totally had a, uh, just a horrible moment with my significant other vulnerability allows other couples to go, Oh, we're not in this alone. And then they start sharing the things they're going through. And then you're like, wait a sec, we're not crazy. Yeah. Relationships are just 
hard. Mm-hmm. And that's in general. And I think there's this message in the God, like people and churches and they just, you think relationships just because you're Christian are easy. And it's like, no, like oftentimes they're harder because the enemy hates godly marriages and he hates, you know, godly relationships. And so I think a lot of times there's more attacks yeah. from the enemy. Um, and so, yeah, that's so true. I also think something within this topic really fast that I want to just touch upon because I was reminded by this by my friend who recently went through a situation where she self-sabotaged. And so she was dating this guy for a while and they were hanging out for two plus months and she started noticing he was pulling away. So she started self-sabotaging and being like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? She was overreading every text message. Did I say something? Did I do something? Like so classic, like been there, done that as well. And next thing, you know, she texted him like, hey, I feel like I'm the only one pursuing this and just want to get a read. Like, are you in this or are you not? The dude ghosted her, never responded. He stinks. So in that situation, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm self-sabotaging. But like, I understand that's just normal. Like, it's understandable. The guy's not responding. He's not like, so don't make yourself feel bad. You know what I mean? No, I don't mean to interrupt you. That's huge because I don't want to miss that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to circle back to that. Like, you're not crazy for feeling that way. And she literally was like, I think I'm just an anxious attachment person. I said, no, I don't want to say her name. We'll just call her Sarah. Sarah, no, you're a normal person that talked to somebody for two months. He didn't leave with clarity. He didn't communicate. He didn't use his big boy words to tell you, hey, I'm not in this anymore. And I don't think this is where this is the right thing for me. Instead, he ghosted you. So a lot of people are like, I'm the problem. I'm just anxious. I'm like, no, he did not date like a godly mature man should. And maybe you did that. And so be mature, use your words, communicate, set your intentions, be clear, be kind, all the things. And so I think sometimes people think they're crazy when the person just was irresponsible in the relationship with your heart. Wow. That's a clip. Okay. So you guys should know by now that I'm super big into health and taking care of my body, but taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. And that's why for the last year I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exemptions, both Caleb and I, and it's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel energized, focused, strong, and ready to take on the day. And that's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that is also powerfully simple. And let me tell you guys, this has genuinely helped both of us so much in our gut health and overall just feel more focused and clear throughout the day. So if you guys don't know how to do it, it's super simple. You just take it first thing in the morning, which is when I like to take it. And it's recommended to take it first thing in the morning for optimal nutrition absorption. I fill up my shaker with extra cold water, add one scoop of AG1, shake it up and I'm ready to go. And if I'm running short on time and I can't mix my AG1 before heading out, I'll just grab my travel pack. And each is an individual serving of AG1 that's easy to mix on the go, helping ensure I get my daily nutrients no matter what. Healthy aging shouldn't feel complicated, truly. Just the thought of taking so many different supplements every single day, all that stuff just sounds a little exhausting to me. So just one daily scoop of AG1 covers my nutrient gaps and supports mental and physical health without a lot of hassle. In just 60 seconds every morning, I know I'm giving my body what it needs and setting up sustainable habits for the long run. And you guys know I'm very big into habits. So if there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash healthy. That's drinkag1.com slash healthy. Check it out. I think you guys are going to love this. If you're anything like me, your life is chaotic, you're busy, you're traveling a lot, and sometimes cooking a good meal is just not obtainable. And that's why I'm super excited to partner with Factor because Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make everyday eating so much better and easier. So whatever tomorrow takes you, be ready with a pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So 
you guys truly. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. So they're two-minute meals. They can fill you up fast with factors, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat up wherever you are. They also have snacks, smoothies, and more. And if you guys sign up and save, they've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Also, it's flexible for your schedule, so get as much or as little as you need by choosing 16 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. You guys, this is seriously a no-brainer. Definitely try this out. Head over to factormeals.com slash happyandhealthy50 and use the code happyandhealthy50 to get 50% off. That's code happyandhealthy50 at factormeals.com slash happyandhealthy50 to get 50% off. Self-sabotage or if you've if you've been a person who hasn't struggled with this, maybe the person is just driving you crazy. Yeah. And it's just you're not really self-sabotaging or you're not really, you know, your anxiety and your discernment is flaring up for a reason. Yeah. Then it that that's a good point. You have to decipher, am I self-sabotaging or is this person just not a good person to date? And also just remembering like these fears and feelings are just all valid and real, but you really want to pray through them. And if it's a good person, like don't let your fear ruin the relationship, communicate certain things, but like also just know if this person just stinks and they're just not a good person to date, like you're not crazy. They're just probably not a good person for you to continue a relationship in. And real quick, if you self-sabotage and you're married and you're listening to this, uh, or you're, you know, currently dating someone and you're, you're sabotaging, um, your partner needs to be aware that that's what you're doing. And so there are times even in marriage where I will sabotage, not necessarily our relationship, but I'll sabotage the day or I'll sabotage dreams or things that I want to do. And, or, um, yeah, it could be really anything. And so I think it's important to know that if you're still doing it, your partner needs to be come alongside of you and help you overcome it together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just think there's a lot of fear a lot of fear in relationships. And so I think we've had people ask us like, I can't determine if this is just my OCD or anxiety or if this is genuinely wrong for me. But I feel like, you know, again, process this with somebody, like bring those fears to somebody so they can help you decipher, hey, no, this is still a good person. You're just acting out in fear or them being like, no, you're actually valid for feeling that way. Like that's like not a good person for you. And so we always say, and I've said this before, just don't date in isolation because those people will help guide you along the way. I don't know if I just made this up in my own head or I've heard it before, but I think one of the key ways to attack anxiety in relationships is called, it's the process of elimination. And how you do that is it's the same thing in multiple choice. You, you know, you read something like, no, that doesn't apply you write down something else and go, nope, that's not the root. And then you pick the best, you know, answer based off on the process process of elimination. So find the root of what the answer to why you're feeling the way you're feeling, mm-hmm. write down the answers, and then you can be able to di- dissect, dissect what the true cause dissect. of <laughs> the, how you're feeling the way you're feeling. Um, I think I heard that somewhere. I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, the process of elimination. Yeah, I think that's And great. it allows you to process. And then process. you eliminate what you think is actually the issue. Yeah. And then when you get down to the root of it, you can actually determine like, okay, is this good or bad? Okay, we briefly want to talk about double standards. And we don't want to harbor on this too long. But we were actually talking about this the other day. I hate double standards so much. Because they're just annoying. and yeah. But there are so many double standards in dating. Okay, so I think of... I think a double standard is like a girl could post a in a relationship a celebrity like a guy crush or she could, you know, but if a guy posted like a girl that he was about and not saying you do this, but I do see it a lot within relationships where girls will talk in, in settings with their friends or in a group going, oh, yeah, that guy is so hot. Um, that celebrity guy or Travis Kelsey, he's, he's such a beautiful man. And if a dude was like, yeah, freaking, you know, don't name her Alex Earl, you know, is super blah, 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 blah. I don't think that my wife is the hottest girl ever. (laughs) Um, you know, that's a double standard that I think exists, you know, totally. 
I do think that girls get away with a Way lot more. more. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering why that is because I think sometimes there's certain things. For example, we were talking about this about age gaps. If a girl dates younger, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, get yourself a younger man. For some people think that. But if a guy wants a younger girl, they're like, oh, you're a pervert. You're a creep. Yeah. But then there are certain things like she's a cradle robber. Or she's a cougar, whatever. There's just weird double standards in that regard, even with the age. Or if like you have a guy best friend and you're dating, and if a guy is like, hey, I don't want you to be friends with him, you're viewed as controlling. Mm-hmm. But if a guy has a girl best friend while he's dating, he's cheating. Yeah, you're a freaking cheater. Yeah, so I think that is the biggest double standard out of right. them all. Because I think girls and guys are naturally friends with each other if they're not dating. It just naturally happens. Yep. But I do feel like there are way more girls who have a ton of guy friends than there are guys who have a ton of girlfriends. Because guys don't want to just be friends with girls. Most of the time. Yeah. There's our ulterior motives there. That's such a good point. I didn't even think about that one. I think another double standard. You want to hear this one? Mm-hmm. This is big. Uh-oh. Um, if a guy has a rough past and has, you know, been with a lot of people uh, and then he all of a sudden makes a, re- you know, a redemption story and, and everyone's like, he's changed and he's, he's a godly man now. I do feel like there's a double standard with girls who've had a tough past. Mm. There's a lot less forgiveness there from, from people. I completely agree. I listen to... Um, Everyone loves a prodigal son story. Yeah, they, they do. But they don't love the prodigal story. No, but the they, don't, they don't like the woman at the well. Yeah. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, yeah so the woman at the well, she was married five times. And the last dude that she was with was like, she was like sleeping with another dude. And Jesus basically was like, hey, I know what you've been through. He's like, go and sin no more. And she runs and tells everybody. And it's a great, great biblical story. But it is so true. Like, I think when I, when I watch certain podcasts or I listen about certain things, women are often like, oh, but like she slept with so many dudes, whatever. But if the guy does it, it's like, oh yeah, he slept with blah, blah, blah. Yeah, dude. I think it's so messed up personally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think there's a huge double standard for if a girl's like, I want a guy with big pecs and six foot. Yeah, six. I only I only date tall kings. If a guy said that, he would be known as like misogynistic and shallow, shallow and and everything. Girls get away with a lot. I know us guys, we get away with some things like we can pee outside and stuff, you know, but we don't get away with much more than that. Y'all do, but in different regards. Yeah, you do in different regards, but I think in dating, you guys, when it comes to appearance, because like women, you know, we do get a lot away with a lot because of our appearance. Like there is a weird certain type of thing where like because pretty privilege. I totally think that's real. Any other ones that we can think of? Oh, the last one I was going to say was just age. For example, you know, if a man is like 30 plus, you know, he's deemed as more successful and he has his life together, which I get it because men do mature more slowly. Sorry. It's true. And so most girls are like, I really want an older, mature man. And he has his life and his home and his finances figured out, whatever. But if a girl is 30 and up, any dudes like don't want her, you know, obviously I get it because I disagree. I think I've heard it. I mean, I've literally heard this out of men's mouths. I they think, don't want a girl that's 30 because infertility mm-hmm. and I get it. Or they want a 25 year old. And so it's a little iffy. Yeah. Maybe not all guys. I, I feel like there is a, yeah, there is an interesting thing with bachelors who are 30 and forties. They want like a younger mid twenties girl. Um, it, Cause I think in a way, if they date younger, it like sets back their clock too. Um, so yeah. maybe that's the reason why, but. I think that makes sense. Okay, double standards. Um, they exist and they suck. I can't stand them. It's weird, but it is just like inevitable that you just can't get rid of them. Let's uh, let's answer some questions to end this, Bob. Okay, we are going to just for this last 30, 40-ish minutes, just answer some questions. We're going to do our Reddit on Reddit. Um, These some, ones are pertaining. Some, some juicy questions people are asking. Yeah. You guys submitted these to us on Janine and Caleb. They are dating specific questions. So what's the first one, baby? Do you ever feel like it is okay to leave your husband if he is abusive, swears a lot, and he throws things? (gasps) That is so scary. I'm so sorry. I really hope that he does not hit you. Um, 
Yeah, I do think. I think that abuse is a reason why you would be able to leave. Now, we are not pro, like, just get divorced. We are like, we want the marriage to work. But we also understand separating if the relationship doesn't get healthy. So in my recommendation or my thoughts, I would probably tell this dude, hey, like, you need help. You are leaving this house until you figure out your stuff. Go get counseling and work on yourself. Because if you're putting yourself or your children in harm's way, we don't support that. Let me, let me look the camera in the face. Because if you're a man watching this or if you're a woman, you know, if you lay your hands on another woman, you deserve every consequence that comes your way in the form of legal ramifications, in the form of her leaving you. And so I, I really struggle with the idea that Christians, because we, you know, oftentimes tell women, oh, yeah, he cheated on you. Yeah, he's been abusive to you and the kids, but stay with him. Um, I get you should we should do whatever we can uh, do uh, to keep the marriage together. Divorce should be the last option. I don't think divorce is, um, I, I don't think you should get divorced. Uh, but I also think, I believe in America, we value self-defense and we mm-hmm. value protecting yourself and your kids. And And I think God understands that. And the I, I don't think it's God's will for you to be a woman in a house with a man who's abusive. That was never his intention. And I think you should get away immediately and have him get help. And uh, he should understand, you should contact authorities, you know. And so, yeah. I, I know it's hard and it's easy to sit in my situation in my, in my shoes and mm. say that. Uh, but I get fired up just the idea of, of a man doing that. And, but it's real. Like it's weird. If you're a girl and you've ever, I guys, we don't understand this girls. When you walk, you know, late at night to your car, I can't imagine. I've never once walked late at night and been scared because I'm a guy, I'm pretty strong. Um, I could defend myself, but I couldn't imagine being a girl and being alone and the strength differences between a man and a woman is drastic. Uh, Not, you know, all the time, maybe you got some strong women out there, but for the most part, men are just naturally bigger, stronger. And uh, I just can't imagine what that's like. Scary. And I know a lot of listeners have probably felt that or been through situations like that. And so we're empathetic to that. Um, and I just hope whomever submitted this, that you get help and you don't fight alone and don't suffer alone. And I'm not saying like, you know, like it is a scary thing. It's a gateway to see him throwing things and punching things, whatever. Like, it's just like, dang, like that might be you soon. And we don't want to like put fear into your brain, but he's showing signs of anger and stuff like that. And so I'm sorry and get help and just try to do the best you can. And, you know, hopefully the Lord does something, pray for him, pray that God would change his heart and pray your you would just be protected. Yeah. Anger is an interesting thing. Cause I don't think if your husband, you know, if he is mad and throws the remote on the ground, you know, I don't know necessarily, necessarily think that's a sign that he's going to hit you, but those are really interesting things that happen that you should ask him and you should say, Hey, I noticed that you are aggressive in this area, how that could potentially manifest into me. I think those are big red flags in dating that you should look at hard because men, we do have testosterone, you know, and anger is a form is like something men struggle with. And that's why we play contact sports. That's why men have to take their aggression out on certain things because it's in our DNA. Yeah. And it could be, it could end very badly if you're not careful. Right. And I think some things do constitute anger, but like, if it's like, why did you do that? And he picks up a chair and throws it at the wall. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yep. So yeah, we're not justifying that. How do you wait for physical stuff for marriage? We can't get married for two plus more years. Ooh, it's so funny when you hear JP talk about this, Jonathan Pecluda, he's super black and white. He always says like, if you can't get married right away, then don't date. And I'm like, dang. Um, I don't know. It's, it is interesting. It's like, okay, why can't you get married for two plus years? I see what you're saying, but I mean, you've really just got to put those boundaries up, have as much accountability as possible. Um, try to not teeter the line, but it is tough. Like that's part of the reason why, you know, we had a six month engagement and people were like, Oh, you're crazy. But like, we wanted to finish the race. Well, we wanted to honor God and we did that. And so, yeah, you just got to really be honest with yourself. Like, can we do this? Or can we 
legally get married and then you have a real wedding later or whatever, you know? Yeah. I guess it depends. If your reasoning for waiting two plus years is because you want a bigger ring or you want more money or you want to be able to buy the house or if they're all exter- like surface level worldly things that the reasons you're waiting, I kind of think don't trade, don't trade your values or yeah. Or just don't trade. If you know it, two more years is going to cause you guys to stumble in different type of ways because you want a bigger ring or because you want these certain things, because I'm not even talking about like, yeah, it's going to affect you spiritually if you're, you know, messing up, but it also affects your relationship when you're not married and you're doing these things, you might not be able to make it two plus years. Yeah. I think that makes sense is what has been the most unexpected thing about marriage and favorite thing about marriage. I love marriage way more than I ever thought I would love marriage. Mm-hmm. Like every night it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing tonight? Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I love it. It to be honest. Okay. So when we talked about the self-sabotage thing, I went into marriage with a lot of fears because people constantly put fear into my brain of like marriage is going to be so hard and you're not going to be able to travel and live your life. And they just constantly made me like worried. It's been so much better than I expected. Truly. I literally love every night. We like what you said. We're like, do you want to go on a walk? Do you want to go do a movie? Do you want to cook together? Who do you want to hang out with? Like you just have like a built in best friend. Dinners are so fun. Yeah. Yeah. We found like our favorite Netflix show and we just watch those and we, we just talk like we, I think my favorite thing is how much we just talk and like, we love running home to each other being like, guess what tea I have or guess what happened or what do you think about this? Like, it's just so fun. I don't understand couples that don't just like talk about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, that's like mine is the highs. Like when you get married, your, your capacity for love deepens a hundredfold, but your also capacity for hardship deepens. And so I would say like the highs and, and the good times are really, really high. But when things are hard, it's way like it can put you in a lot like, Things can be harder than they've ever been before at the same time because now you're managing stresses of providing and, and these things that when it was just you, you didn't have to, you know, you weren't providing for another person. And so mm-hmm. you just have different stresses. I don't think I expected how much pressure mm. that I put on myself yeah, um, to provide, to uh, contrib- contribute to my own future legacy. Like I think about legacy a lot mm. now that I'm married, um, but I think I'm surprised with how much I love just being a husband. I like doing the husband things, the finance things, the, mm-hmm. you know, talking with advisors, talking with, you know, different, you know, individuals, you know, the stock market, the idea of being a dad and, and what that's like and setting up all these different, you know, things to make sure we're in a good place. And, and so I, w- I would say that. for me, I think, yeah, that was what was unexpected and so amazing was just like, I knew Caleb was good at business and finance and he's so tired. He's trying to, honestly, so am I. We filmed a YouTube video before this, so. Yeah, we've probably been filming already over an hour. Um, But yeah, he's unexpectedly really just taken charge. Not that I didn't expect that, but it's cool seeing you actually just like step up and you've just been like taking care of our finances and investments and like networking. And I'm just been like, wow, that's like so freaking attractive. And so I've been loving that. What was it's been it? fun. It has been so fun. I, I can't wait to get out this pod just to hang. Same. You know? Just snuggle. We also, you know, a lot of people have been asking, what does Caleb do? How does I? I think someone DMs me that every day. Yeah, I get that same DM. Every and day. it's, it's, it's funny because we've talked, I feel like we talk about it and then like a new onslaught of followers follow you or whatever. And then like the, so you feel like you're, keep having to repeat mm-hmm. i made a joke in one of our q a's they're like what do you do for work and i was like oh i'm an astronaut and i think i annoyed some people uh yeah <laughs> but janine and i do work together um there's for now for now there yeah. there's a lot of things we do work together it's so much deeper than even what it might look from the social media side of things uh because we're not just wanting to depend our entire lives on social media and how we make money and how we're saving for our future mm-hmm. you know bleeds into different ideas and business ideas that I have certain things that, you know, I want to do outside of her. Um, and so the answer is like, we're entrepreneurs. We 
We managed a yeah. lot of things at once. Yeah. More than I think people understand. Yeah. And I think people a lot of times have this negative perception like he's just coming in and like taking money from her, or just doing whatever she does. I could not do this without this man. Like, let me tell you, this is my partner. I need him. We better each other. He brings to the table so many different things that I could never. Let me tell you, I'm not a business girl. I am a creative. I love social media. I love all this stuff. I'm not a business girl. That's his strength. So thank you. I I, w- I want to be a help. I she's created something for the last twelve years that um, I have. I didn't want to come in and mess up. Um, I think that's the unexpected thing. That to answer the question mm-hmm, is working mm-hmm. together. It's been so much better than I think I could ever imagine because it was hard. You know, it's it's hard in different ways because you're you know you don't go to the, your job here and I go to this job and then we see each other eight hours later like most married couples do like we see each other most of the time but it's also kind of a mm-hmm. season we're in it's not always going to be like this i have some things that i want to do that you know are going to take years to complete and will probably make us you know have to spend a little less time together and so yeah uh, we're just taking a you know not taking this season for granted and it's so fun it is a blast we get to build our life together and get to build a future for our kids and and yeah, it's, it's beautiful and it's so fun. It's so I fun. I love it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. You guys, I feel like this podcast has been pretty long. You say that every time. Every time. I know. I'm sorry guys. Um, okay. So let's move on to the last segment. Moving on to the last segment. Reddit on, on Reddit. Reddit. He copied me this time. Let's go. I feel like we started off this podcast so high energy and then it slowly just dwindled. I'm like like going down. Okay, we got to bring it back up. Okay. We are going to go ahead and get into the last um, Reddit on Reddit segment and I'm going to find a good story. You want me to read it? Because, you know, I like reading it. I like doing my voice that I do with the Reddit on Reddit. Okay, today's Reddit on Reddit story is a little deep it's a little sad so if so you get sad. triggered if you get triggered by like a loss of a loved one maybe this is not one for you so just kind of warning you guys now okay today's topic my boyfriend wants to break up with me after his mother died it's a long story but i'll try to keep it short we've been dating for eight years and he's a very closed and reserved person and i'm completely needy he refuses therapy and just isolates himself we don't live together His mother died half a year ago. I've always tried to be there for him, but he didn't want me to, even with my insistence. I couldn't understand how someone wouldn't want their partner with them at such a difficult time. I didn't accept it, and this led to a series of fights between us. A few days ago, he he said he has no motivation for anything. He doesn't plan any future, and I'm included in that. He says he doesn't see any improvement in the situation, that he sees everything as negative, and that's why he wants to end the relationship. He didn't talk to me for two weeks. I understand, but I can't accept this wanting to end the relationship. I'm confused, suffering. I don't know what to do. Right now, he doesn't talk to me. Even though we are different, I love him immensely, and he is everything to me. What do I do? Man. Wow. So did he break up with her? No, so he wants to break up with her, and she doesn't want the relationship to end. So has he, so has he broken up with her? I don't think so. He said that they haven't spoken in two weeks gotcha. and he wants to break up. I see. Um, man, I feel like when someone goes through a hard time, you really see the true strength of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm the same way. If I, I had a loved one going through a death, I would cling to you more. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, if you had a loved one dying and we were dating and you, you withdrew from me, I don't think you would be the person that I need in my life. Yeah. Like I don't want my spouse going through something hard. And if you did that in marriage now, it would be like, okay, because we're married now. Mm -hmm. But if I knew in dating that your love language and grief is isolation, I would be very difficult for me because that makes it very hard and kind of almost abusive in a way to the significant other Mm -hmm. because you're withdrawing when they're like, all they're trying to do is help. And you're kind of like, you're, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, no matter what you go through, if you have a significant other, you have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to your significant other. Mm -hmm. And so isolating and neglecting the person you love 
and you're in a relationship with, I understand going through grief and maybe it's a couple of days you're doing this, but a long period of time, I just don't think that's a healthy form of grief. If you are isolating yourself and abandoning, abandoning your significant other. I kind of agree with that. I also feel like there's more going on here for this man personally. And I think the problem again with women is that we can think like we're the fixer and the helper and we solve all the problems and we're the reason why he's going to get healthy. And it sounds like, you know, she said he has no plans. He's unmotivated. And I, I understand grief is horrible. Like you go through waves of pain in this and stuff. And so it sounds like he just needs to go through it. And she's trying to be his like end all be all and like solve everything for him. And unfortunately, like you just, you just got to let him go through it. And I think I should know this in a real life situation where the relationship did end because she I was do too. Do we know that? Is it someone we know? I know somebody. Yeah. Like they were trying so hard to fix the person that eventually just had to end because you ultimately like you can't fix the person. Like you can't make the person get better. They have to want to get better. And so you can't love them into being changed. And so it sounds like they may need to take a step back and like, let him get healthy. And here's the thing. Like, I don't think that's like, I think some people might be like, that's wrong. Like he's going through a hard time. And yes, like it sounds like she's trying to do her best and he's just not accepting it. So I think it's sad either way, but she may need to like, let him get healthy. And it sounds like he do like, don't stay in the relationship if he doesn't want you. It sounds like he doesn't want to be in a relationship with her anymore. And so obviously easier said than done. If I were in this, it'd be really hard. Like I would fight for it too, but ultimately you don't want to force something if it's just not meant to be. Yeah. There's nothing worse than someone going through something hard and they're isolating themselves from you. And then all of a sudden now you're alone. And all of a sudden you're kind of grieving the loss of a partner. Yeah. Like you're in a relationship, but you're not in a relationship. Yeah. 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 No, I think that she, after he gets over what he gets over, has some serious conversations of like, Hey, if this is going to be a reoccurring theme of how you handle hard things, this could go into anything in life. If your significant other gets fired from his job and then all of a sudden it, you know, he goes off the deep end and doesn't treat you well for a month. How do you respond when hard things happen? Um, is a key indicator of really who you are because it's easy to be great when things are great, but when things are hard and you know, there's a quote that says the sign of a true man is how he handles his father's funeral. Mm. And it's kind of true. If when my dad dies, like, am I going to make my dad's death harder on my family by the way I react? Or am I going to bring the troops together and be, it doesn't mean be tough. It doesn't mean you can't cry. It doesn't mean you can't grieve, but am I going to bring the family? Am I going to, you know, help be strong so others can lean on me? Because mm -hmm. if we all have that, that attitude, then everyone's getting taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he may just have his own things he needs to figure out and grieve on his own and really just try to get healthy on his own. And it sounds like she did her best and it's still not working. And so it might be just a natural time for them to separate eight years. They were getting together eight years, eight years. I think that's what he, she said. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. You're right. Eight years. That's a long time. It's almost as long as I've been alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are on that. Um, I wish the best for this couple and pray it can work out. But that was right on Reddit. It sounds like Caleb's about to take a nap. Guys, I'm so tired. Honestly, same. I'm sorry if that last pod or the last like 30 minutes we just went. Phew. But you have to go on a run today, mister. No, I don't. Y'all, he has a marathon on Sunday. So half. when you half marathon and you need to run today, don't you? No, I actually didn't work out today. I'm too tired. I have to run 13.1 miles on Sunday and your mm. boy is not ready to go. I trained. I kind of you know, train too hard too quickly and beat up my body. Mm. And uh, now I'm kind of trying to recover and get healthy before Sunday. Uh, so we'll you see. You got this, King. We'll see. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. We pray it still blessed you, even though we felt like it was a little all over the place. No, I thought, I thought it was good. It was good? I okay, so. good. Yeah, of course, if you guys like this episode, please let us know, share it, DM us. We love to see them. When I met you guys recently at a Valentine's Day event, I was like, hey, what episodes do you guys want? And all of you were like, we love the dating one. So here you go. Your wish is my command. Um, my book comes out March 26th, but you can pre-order it now on JaninaMapola.com. I am doing a pre-order incentive right now. So if you pre-order the book, you will get five free devotionals that I worked really hard on. Also, you guys, you will get the first free 
chapter, the first chapter of my book for free. When you download the book, go on janineamapola.com slash pre-order and you can start reading the book already. We have a big meeting on Thursday and uh, it's regarding this podcast. It's mm-hmm. regarding something live uh, here in Dallas. It's not for sure yet. Uh, we have to uh, confirm a couple of things, but if it is, that means very soon this podcast will be live Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to that. Mark your calendars for some, maybe sometime in the next few months. And uh, we would love to do something in person. Yeah. Get the whole crew together Let's and go. Uh, make it a day out of it. Yeah. Cause it's really all we ever wanted. It's all we ever wanted. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We love you guys. Let us know your comments down below. Your any thoughts, feedback, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday for another episode. Happy and healthy. But until then, Stay Stay happy happy and and healthy. healthy. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. It's all we ever wanted.